Our Old Testament reading is from Genesis 28. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of that place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on earth in the top, reaching up to heaven. The angels were ascending and descending on it. The Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until this until I have done what I have promised you. And Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And so Jacob rose early in the morning and took a stone, the stone that he had put under his head, and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it, He called that place Bethel, but the name on the city was Luz at the first. The the New Testament reading from John 14, beginning with verse 25. Jesus said to his disciples, I've said all these things to you while I'm with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give with you, not as the world gives. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As a six-year-old, I never really got what that story was about in the Old Testament. Like, what is the deal with this ladder and the angels going up and down? And then we had this song in in Vacation Bible School, We are climbing Jacob's ladder. And it goes on and on, and it, it just didn't make sense. And so here, five decades later, that two-dimensional flannel board story has taken on more life, and so I thought I would tell you the story. Well, Jacob was a mama's boy. He was. He, he was Rebecca's favorite. Esau, his twin, who actually was born first, was Isaac's favorite. Esau was was the manly man. He was the hunter and the fisher, and and he was strong and burly and brawny and hairy, and it was red hair. I don't know where the Irish blood came into that Jewish lineage. But Jacob, on the other hand, was was mild-mannered and had smooth skin and kind of stuck around the tent. And, And Rebecca taught him to cook a really mean bowl of stew. 
Now Isaac didn't necessarily take to Jacob that much because after all, boys don't cook. Well, you can see how the family dynamics were set up really early. Um, two twins, they were night and day. And, and one just like dad, right? And the other one, I mean, he kind of maybe felt rejected every once in a while. You, you've never seen this in a family. And, and so mama, Rebecca, comes and swoops in the rescuer to save the rejected one from big daddy who's going to, to you know, kind of lift up uh, Esau. And, and there's, you can almost visualize these strings that are attached. There are hidden strings that are attached. Isaac and Esau, Rebecca and Jacob. And then there's, there's kind of strings or springs or something in between. It just makes a big, ugly spider web. Not at all flannel board. So there was power struggles, right? And any inch that Jacob could take, any leeway that Esau gave with all that brawny strength, Jacob would kind of sneak in the back door and he'd win. Kind of like the time that Esau was out hunting and it was a big successful day and he was dragging in that kill and he would just give anything for a bowl of soup. And so, so, of course, Jacob, the cook, I mean, he had it right there. He says, you'd give anything? Yeah, anything. Anything? How about your birthright? Well, yeah, anything. I'm starved. Come on, feed me. And so, Jacob kind of snuck in before and grabbed all the inheritance, just like that, for a bowl of venison broth. Well, with very nice herbs and spices. It was a good bowl of soup. So you see Jacob just in, victorious, right? But it was Rebecca, too, that was doing the little victory dance, you know? Because Rebecca knew what it was like to be the powerless one, right? She was a woman in a patriarchal society, and she had to get any power that she could under the radar. And so she'd kind of manipulate and she'd kind of get secrets going and gather them up and she'd kind of measure them out just as they would give her a little power or maybe draw you close. Now it's not that Rebecca was bad. None of them were bad. They're just human. You do remember your family, right? So this holy biblical family it's just like us. Well, time went on and Isaac got older and, and sicker and, and was blind. And he was there on his deathbed. And he said to Esau, so if you would just go out and get a trophy kill and, and bring it in and cook it up on the barbecue and we can have us some... Mm meat and it's all I need and I can go home and Rebecca heard that and went oh no because she knew that Esau was going to get the blessing the final blessing and that would mean when she was a widow who would be taking care of her Esau 
And all of that kind of enmity and pain and stuff in the family, it was not going to work out so good for her. And so as soon as Esau left, she got a hold of Jacob and says, look, I've got a plan. You are going to sneak in there and you're going to get the blessing. And Jacob says, well, how is that going to work, Mama? And she says, well, here's what we'll do. We'll just cover your skin with this, this hair, hair of an animal and you'll be just like Esau. And then you can work on your lowest voice and you can say, Papa, it's Esau. And so just practice it here with me. Come on. And so they did. And, and, and here he goes and he has his best fresh venison stew ready. And it worked. The scam worked, and he got the blessing, and everything was great. Until Esau got home and realized that Jacob had gotten the blessing, and he was out for bear. Jacob better get out of there, or he's not going to be around anymore. And so, of course, Rebecca swoops in to rescue and says, I need to tell you that this boy... Jacob, who is now the head of the household, he has got to marry in the race. He's got to get a Hebrew wife and, and not in one of these Canaanites. And so he, she, he needs to go up to good old Uncle Laban's and, and marry there and then come back 500 miles away. Now Jacob was a mama's boy. He'd never really been out, on, out of the tent. And he had to go 500 miles on his own being chased by a bear hunter for a good reason. It was like throwing a little Cub Scout into one of those ultimate survival shows. And that's where we come into today's scripture. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran he came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had already set and he'd been running all day and finally it was dark. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. He had never put his head on a stone. It had always been hay. He dreamed that there was a ladder that was set up between earth and heaven and angels were ascending and descending and the Lord stood beside him. And the Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father. He didn't even say Isaac, your father, because he knew better how that had gone. And, and he said, this promise that I gave to Abraham, it's still good. And it's coming through you. All of the peoples, my people, will be from your lineage as far as the east is from the west and the north and the south, everyone, and you will return to this land. 
He gave another promise. Know that I'm with you, and I'll keep you wherever you go. I'll bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I promised for you. Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. I didn't even know it. When God shows up, hope is born. And, and when God shows up, then you got to do something. And, and Jacob got up early right after that dream and, and he took a stone, the stone that was under his head, and he, he set it up as a pillar and he anointed it with oil, setting it apart. It was holy, a standing stone so people would know something happened there. And then he renamed the city Bethel, God's house. The Lord lives here. What city, what place do you need to rename? When God shows up, hope is born. And it happens at those times in our lives when we are afraid, we're alone, we are without hope, we're up against a wall, we're clueless as to how to move forward, and God shows up. I have a, a place or two that is a Bethel in my life, and one I returned to this past week. I didn't I think you all have Bethel's too. You might be like me. You might have not even known that it was a Bethel until you thought about it and looked back and you could see where God had come. And that was kind of like my experience this past week. I was in YMCA Camp of the Rocky. It was a couple of weeks after my mom died. Thank you for all your care that you've given and we had, I'd been at that Y camp since I was seven years old. And when I was seven, we all went hiking at Glacier Creek. I love Glacier Creek. I can still picture it. I can picture what mom was wearing. Our dog, Pucky Dog, was with us. And, and it was somehow a holy place. Now, I didn't know how holy. And I really didn't know until this week. But... One other time in my life, a very difficult time when my sister was very sick, I had had the youth on a mission trip up in Colorado, and um, my sister had been very sick, and I, I had to leave the mission trip. It was right when Jeremy came, the new youth pastor, and I handed off the kids to him very suddenly. Um, and I thought, I'm not even going to be able to go to the Y camp, which was kind of a home to me. And I, because a kid left their luggage in Pueblo, I had to take it to the Y camp. And when I met the, the kids in the youth group, 
a bunch of them were sitting on this big old boulder at Glacier Creek. I didn't even remember that until I got there this week. And I thought, I need to look for that boulder. We have Bethel's in our life that we need to rename the city. I was thinking about this church. This church has Bethel's. There was a particular time in this church's life that was very difficult. We lost a, a pastor and under difficult circumstances and we were all just reeling and I don't know if you know but that very next Sunday when no sermon would have been appropriate no sermon could have been even said because there were no words to speak to all of our feelings shock grief anger whatever it was and it's as if God had planned it from the beginning of time on the second Sunday in June Revelation Choir was coming back. They sang the sermon. They sang, How beautiful is the body of Christ. I can still hear it. They sang, In the holy mountain of the Lord, the lion will lie down with the lamb, and a little child will lead them. And God showed up, and hope was born. And I don't know if you remember, but our session was having to meet like three times a week trying to figure out what all these decisions and everything. And, but what happened that next Monday? Vacation Bible school. No children's director. The body of Christ came together and created what wasn't there. And 150 kids heard the gospel and all of these adults and youth lived the gospel and God showed up and hope was born and then there was the third Tuesday of that month it was the first session meeting that was a scheduled session meeting and one person I think it was Steve Buddy said, I think a bunch of us need to get together and pray over the session. And the session didn't know what was happening. They met at 7. We met at 7.15 out in the atrium. We filed in to 204-206 in silence and encircled those tables and laid hands on our elders and on Harry Meisner, who God had provided and on Stacy. And we said the prayers on our hearts.
when God shows up, hope is born. When we're up against the wall, we're alone, we're afraid, we don't know what's coming next, God always shows up. Hope is always born. Then they woke up from their sleep and they said, surely the Lord is in this place and we didn't know it. And they took a stone and stood it up and anointed it and they named the city that had been named Canyon Creek Presbyterian Church, Bethel. This is where the Lord lives. Amen. <laughs>